BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the morning toast. Happy Wednesday. Wow, it is hump day. And this is not how we thought we would be celebrating hump day today. Claude, I got to ask you the question that'll signal to everyone that why this is an audio only episode. How you dern? I hope to to never hear those words ever again. I just got back. (laughs) I just fucking got back to America. I was so pumped for like a bang out week of toast episodes. And then yesterday we found out that there was a COVID exposure in our studio. So we're just like staying home, hunkering down, getting tested. And I'm like devastated, like fully devastated, even though like low key, I do love being home. I do love giving it my all to the show. You know, my gorgeous facial expressions, my gorgeous outfits that people are like constantly stopping me on the street. Like, where is your sweater from? Like, it's it's just not the same, but it's fabulous. Yeah, it's not the same. I do love a little audio only moment and I did get to catch a few extra Z's this morning with Brute to do, but it definitely is a bummer. So we will be on the podcast for the rest of the week, just taking every precaution and that's that on that really. Well, it's really not that on that because Friday was supposed to be our annual toast episode. And to be honest, Jackie and I haven't even really fully discussed like what this means for toast I think that it's still up in the air. Like we're not going to do it Friday, but that doesn't mean like we might not do it Monday. Oh, that's true. Like, I just don't think we should let COVID take this away from us. Like another thing that they're taking away from us. That's true. Okay, so toast is up in the air. We're making no decisions about toast yet, but definitely it is. It has been compromised in in some way. It can't be this Friday, which was the initial date. Like, we have our costumes ready. But we will, I swear, like, I will literally over my dead body will we let COVID ruin Toastoween. Like, it is the best tradition at the Toast. And we did it in the middle of the pandemic last year. We will not let them win. Okay. I think that's a good plan. We have our costumes already, so it'd be such a shame if we didn't get to wear them. Mm Mm-hmm. So... We will we'll keep you posted on that. But in the meantime, we're just going to do what we got to do from home, audio only. Still so much to discuss. Vanderpump Rules was on last night. Really crazy episode. I'm really excited to take your temperature. No, like literally bombs were dropped. I was not expecting to like have a jaw dropping moment. And I did see on Twitter that the ratings for Vanderpump Rules are at like the lowest they've been. It was like half a million. Isn't that crazy? That's really crazy. I know. Wow. Okay, so we'll talk about all of that. Other than, you know, the the usual, how was your day yesterday? We were so busy being like meetings girlies. We were meetings, 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 podcast, 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 just like nonstop. But I did find the time late last night to make a chili. And not only did I make a chili, I made a vat 
of chili because I'm going to be home for the foreseeable future, like, you know, hunkering down. So I figured if I don't have Tupperware on Tupperware full of chili, how am I going to survive? And I did try it out yesterday, slightly different with Fritos instead of Tostitos. And I have to say, um, while the taste was there, uh, in, in actuality, the Fritos are not big enough to like scoop with your hand. So then I threw them in the chili and like mixed it around, hoping to get some crunch within every bite. But they yeah, got soggy like, um, very quickly. It's like a soup cracker then. No, but yeah, they were just like soggy chips in my chili. Not cool. So I'm not sure what to do with the leftovers. I liked the Fritos are so salty. Like I liked it, but I don't know how to actually eat it. Okay, I'm sure people will let you know. I think people like use it as a garnish. They don't dunk them in, like they don't go below the surface. They just kind of sit on top like, you know, just like a little chili crouton. Oh no, I fully took the bowl, put a handful of Fritos in the bottom, chili on top, Fritos on top. Got it. Okay, so like a Frito sundae. And, like, the ones on bottom were actual, like, spaghetti by the time I got there. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, you're definitely doing something wrong. People will let you know the right way to do it. I also have plans to make a chili this week, and I did buy Fritos as well. But yesterday I was eating Tostitos just with salsa, thinking about, you know, life. As and one I does. Realized, I realized if, I, if it had been a blind taste test, like, with a blindfold over my eyes, Tostitos taste exactly like Fritos. They're just corn chips. No, there's a slight difference, I have to say. Fritos are slightly thicker in the chipness, and they're saltier, and there's like a corny flavor. I think they taste extremely similar. So you ha- And Tostitos has more, you know, variety and inclusivity on their shape. Shape. 100%. Chip shape. So, I mean, I know a lot of people like the scoops. I personally don't. I think that they, you know, they attack the roof of your mouth. Agreed. I love Tostitos minis. They're the perfect size. I love, I will die on the hill that Tostitos bite size are the best ones. Bite size mini rounds are the best ones. Perfect size. The restaurant style chips are too big and those corners will come for the roof of your mouth. No, and it's like, how do you literally put a restaurant-style Tostito chip in your mouth? I'm asking, like, for specifics. It's impossible. You have to break it up, and then you're eating, you know, half chips, which it's like, nobody likes the half chips that come in the bag. Why would you make your chips in Nobody. A hundred percent. So that's just a little Tostitos philosophy for you this morning. But I think without further ado, we can just (laughs) jump right in. Do you feel ready? I definitely feel ready. Aye, aye, Captain. I can hear you. Aye, aye, Captain. Oh. Without further ado, here are the Fast Five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And today's episode is brought to you by Olipop, a new kind of soda. Olipop tastes just like the sodas we grew up with, but unlike other sodas that can be full of sugar, corn syrup, and artificial ingredients like aspartame, Olipop is made with natural ingredients that are actually good for you. Olipop is the fastest growing functional beverage brand in America, and they have delicious nostalgic flavors like vintage cola, classic root beer, orange squeeze, cherry vanilla, strawberry vanilla, and their newest flavor, classic grape. I have to say the best thing about Olipop is their flavors. It's such a throwback like to like old cream sodas. I really like the root beer and the cherry vanilla. Like that's what we used to have at like Jewish delis growing up. Um, 
And it's just like a really fun blast from the past. And it's also just super helpful that all of their functional ingredients combine the benefits of probiotics, plant fiber, and botanicals to support your microbiome and benefit digestive health. They're so confident that you will love their products. They are offering a 100% money back guarantee for orders placed through their website. And we've worked out a special deal for our listeners to receive 20% off plus free shipping on your order. We recommend trying the variety pack. It's a great way to try all of the delicious flavors, and then you'll be able to find out which one you like best. So go to drinkolipop.com slash toast, or just use the code toast to check out and claim this deal. That's D-R-I-N-K. O-L-I-P-O-P dot com slash toast. Olipop can also be found in over 6,000 stores across the country, including Kroger, Whole Foods, Sprouts, and Wegmans. Olipop is amazing. It's literally healthy soda, which it sounds like an oxymoron, but then it's not. It's wonderful product. Okay, first story. The Joan Rivers bioseries starring Katherine Hahn has been scrapped by Showtime. This is so disappointing. Turns out Joan Rivers won't be coming back to life in the biopic form anytime soon. Last month it was announced that Katherine Hahn would be portraying the late comic and talk show host in the Showtime's miniseries The Comeback Girl. Now those plans have been scrapped as the network does not have Joan's life rights variety reported. The rights are currently held by the funny woman's daughter, Melissa. Of course. While the project could have gone... It could have gone the unauthorized route. Jones jokes and trademark catchphrases could not have been used without uh, rankling Melissa or the estate. So here's what I want to say. First of all, when I saw this headline, I knew Miss Melissa Rivers had something to do with it. I just knew it in my bones. And, you know, as much as I was really excited about this, something about the whole thing just didn't feel like it was going to be the moment. And I think that as much as I would literally, like, love and die for a, a TV show about Joan... I don't know if that was the right way to do it. Like, I really feel like Joan deserves, like, a motion picture that could be nominated for an Oscar with, like, a mega, 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 mega star playing her. I love Katherine Hahn, but she's not that. And I don't know if she's really capable of being Joan. So, I don't know. I'm, like, sad we're not getting it, but I don't know if it was the right avenue to take because this is a woman whose life is very important and her story must be told in the right way. So, I don't know if this was the right way. I feel that. Now that thinking on it, you know... I'm sure it might have not been everything that we wanted. Therefore, it would have been disappointing. So I guess it's better to have nothing than to have that. But still, you know, to have Joan back in the in the culture and everyone would be talking about her and like watching her old stuff. Like I think Joan deserves that moment. So I hope that, you know, Melissa and the estate can eventually find the right avenue for Joan's um, life rights to be shown in a in a in a great way. And I do hope it's like, in a high budget way, I do, and, I, no, and I'm you're right. concerned. And I'm concerned now because, like, Showtime doing a miniseries, like that's pretty. I, that's not Oscar, you know, Martin Scorsese, but like that's pretty high end. And so, if she it said be no to that, what? It could be better. Okay, what would be better, like a Netflix miniseries? Because like that's like like Queen's Gambit, st- like that's really- well, I, if it's going to be a miniseries, which I would really think like Joan deserves, like Hollywood glamour oscar season movies i know like one of her before she died like she was super upset that her documentary a piece of work wasn't nominated for any oscars and it totally should have been so i think that like stuff like that meant a lot to joan and i just think if i if i were able to choose i would choose like a major motion picture star-studded big director big red carpet but if it's going to be a miniseries showtime is fine But I don't know, a streaming service. Like, you want the kids to know about Joan, you know? They deserve to know. Yeah. 
I would prefer a miniseries over a movie just because that means we get more content. Like we get 10 For sure. hours worth of content as opposed to an hour and a half. For sure. But I'm and just thinking of what Joan so, would have wanted. Her life is so... There's so much there. I don't think it can fit into an hour and a half. That, well, uh, that's the other thing. It's like, what era of Joan's life are we focusing on? Like, you could do um, 11 miniseries about different times in her life, like the whole Johnny Carson era, her own TV show getting failed, her husband's suicide, her comeback, her second comeback, her third comeback, her fourth comeback, Fashion Police. Like, you could literally do a miniseries, a movie on one year in Joan's life, and it would be enough content for one whole season. So I don't even know what they were trying to focus on. Catherine Hahn is young, so it had to be like early Joan stuff. Well, Catherine Hahn is 48, so I think it would have been it would have been younger than 48 and then also older. She's actually a really great age cuz she like then yeah, we could, she could do both. we could get like we could get like 30 years worth of Joan. That's very true. I mean, selfishly, I think her name is Jean Smart, the woman from Hacks. I think she would be excellent as Joan. As the the modern day Joan. Yeah, but, but like, it's she also literally too just close. played it. It's too close to hacks. Totally, totally. I don't know. I'm a little disappointed because I was looking forward to this and I thought, you know, Catherine Hahn, Showtime, this is going to be pretty good. But it's just not our time, you know, and when no. it's not your time, there's nothing to be done about that. <laughs> so true. But also, wait, you said really nailed it. Like, the the loss here is that like Joan will not be in the zeitgeist. Like if the show was out and popular, yep. people who didn't know Joan or people who weren't alive for a lot of her work, like TikTokers, like it might have encouraged people to become obsessed with Joan. And we don't we're not gonna get that, and that's upsetting. Yes, but I do think we will get it eventually. You know, I'm sure Melissa has plans for these life rights. Yeah, and you know, Melissa I just hope I just hope she has good plans. Right. Okay, so so glad you brought that up. Because it's important to distinguish because when I watched Melissa and Jones season of Celebrity Apprentice, they kept saying that Melissa was a TV producer and to like use her skills in these various projects because she's a producer. She's a producer. She's a producer. Now, I'm not really sure what producing she has done. I'm really not familiar. I know that she was involved in Fashion Police. So I'm just hoping that like she doesn't let ego get in the way if that makes sense like maybe she wants to be the producer on the show and whatever network will let her produce it is the one she's going to go with when that might not be the best idea yeah so we're going to lifetime right like that's what yeah (laughs) yeah yeah okay well I'm gonna hold out hope and you know I'm I'm I feel for Katherine Hahn because she just got the part of a lifetime literally but did you see that there was like conversation I mean it was really I only saw Sarah Silverman talking about it about this concept of like Jew face and how she doesn't like and I think she was using Catherine Hahn as Joan Rivers as an example she was when someone they're portraying the life of someone who was Jewish and is like known for being Jewish and being Jewish as part of their personality and they're played by someone who is not Jewish she called that Jew face what were your thoughts on that I can't speak to the Jew face thing because I don't I had never heard that word and it sounded like I, I can't speak to that but I will say when I watched her podcast when I saw that Catherine Hahn was doing the role, was I, like, slightly disappointed someone Jewish wasn't doing it? Obviously. That's also how I feel about Rachel Brosnahan. Like, the most Jewish show, Jewish role, Jewish culture, Upper West Side, and she's not even Jewish. Like, Alex Bornstein is Jewish. Miss Ungermeyer, sneaky brown noser with a hidden agenda, is Jewish. But Rachel Brosnahan is not. 
And that bothers me every time I watch a show, but I still really like the show. And that's not to say that Rachel Brosnahan doesn't do an absolutely amazing job learning about the culture. Um, with Catherine Hahn, I was disappointed, especially because Joan was such, such a proud Jew. Her Jewishness made her funny, made her who she was. She was always talking about it. So I don't know. We live in this culture where recently, like we've, we place a lot of importance and value on having authentic actors and actresses, whether you're playing someone from the gay community, from the trans community, we put a lot of emphasis and value on that. And I understand that argument. I fully do. So I feel like it should apply to the Jewish community too. Yes, I hear you. You know, you're, you're making a very good case because before you started speaking how you felt, I kind of was just like, nah, like just give it to the best person for to play Joan, you know? But don't you think the best person to play Joan would be someone who's authentically Jewish? Potentially, but if they tested all these people and Catherine Hahn like nailed it, then she nailed that's it. That's true. That's true. You but know? I just think, but, like, and I'm but, sure no, that's I, the way. But, but I hear what you're saying, and I actually, you know, I I don't know that I would run around saying it's Jew face. No, but I definitely, definitely would <laughs> never fucking say that, like ever. Even if it's, it's true, def- I never heard that term. I'm not fucking saying it. It's definitely a little disappointing. Yes. I'm not going to go buy it in the streets, but I feel that way. I felt that way when they announced Catherine Hahn. No shade to Catherine Hahn at all. And I also felt felt that way when I found out Rachel Brosnahan was, was not Jewish. But keep in mind, I found that out halfway through watching the show. She was so incredible at being Jewish that, like, it bothers me less because I thought she was Jewish. And that's really what acting is all about. Right, that's what acting's all about. So, but it's frustrating, you know, for sure. Because you know what, and I, I feel like I mean, this would be something we touched on with the Dave Chappelle stuff yesterday. Someone corrected us that why the employees were protesting was not to get the special taken down, was like for more trans representation, trans storytelling. And it's like when you think of like what's on Netflix for Jews, it's like there's two shows about Jews running from evil Jewish communities, you know. Yep, my orthodox life and unorthodox. Right, that's it's like it. that's all we get. It, like the the worst parts and the most niche extreme communities. And so it's like for this Joan thing, like this is a celebration of all that's great about Judaism. Like it should be, I think it should be played by a Jewish person, even if Ka- Catherine Hahn was the best person ever on the planet for the role. I do believe that. Okay, interesting discussion. Yeah. You make some fair points. I'm a fair queen. You are. Are you ready for our next story? Yeah, for sure. It's some really sweet love news because Paris Hilton is celebrating her upcoming wedding with a new show on Peacock called Paris in Love. The trailer dropped yesterday and it is literally like a full-blown Paris Hilton reality show, which I Mm -hmm. feel like we've been asking for for the last 20 years. Yeah. So they're taking us behind the scenes of, you know, all of her wedding prep conversations, all of the, you know, things that go into being Paris and planning a wedding. And it drops on Peacock next month. And I feel like Paris has had a lot of um, like docu-series projects come out recently. Like she has her cooking show on Netflix. She had, you know, This is Paris on YouTube. And now she has like a full-blown reality show on Peacock. I'm so excited about this show. It looks like everything we've ever wanted. The thing with Paris is that like, and I think that's something like her brand has leaned into in the last few years. It's like the more you know about her, the more you like her. Like you think you know Paris from the iconic paparazzi pictures, her and Brittany, her and Lindsay. But like when you actually sit down, like in the documentary on YouTube, 
and you listen to her, like there's so much there. So actually a docu-series, a reality show is the perfect type of thing for her. And I actually did go to her engagement party like last month um, and they were filming. So it was like full blown, like looked like they were so filming Keeping Up with the Kardashians. And it was a star studded affair. Kris Jenner and Corey were there. Amy Schumer was there. Nikki and Kathy yeah. obviously were there and they were filming for the show. Corey and Chris are in the trailer, as you <sighs> see. And then also, of course, like Paris, I mean, Kathy Hilton, her mom, Nikki, and Kyle Richards are also in it. It's just like the journey to the altar for Paris. And it seems like it gets pretty personal. Like it's it's very, you know, it's a reality show. And it's it's not just like some packaged thing, which I feel like it could have been. Do you think she's going to film the wedding? Well, the show's done. Like, oh, so it's, it's over. Okay. It, like, I don't know if there's ongoing filming. So Got it. I don't know. I'm Kudos not sure, but it looks Peacock. really what? Kudos to Peacock. Kudos to Peacock. It looks so good and I'm so excited to watch it. And like Paris is, you know, she's doing the damn thing. Oh, really quick question for you. I didn't ask, but is one of the stories about Marlo Hampton? Getting a peach? Yeah. No. Can we talk about it really quickly? Please, let's. So Sheree is returning to Real Housewives of Atlanta, as is Marlo Hampton, as finally a full-time cast member. She got her peach. Okay. I didn't see Sheree. That's really crazy. And mm-hmm. two, so re-Marlo, I was under the impression that all these years, like, the peach was hers if she wanted it. She just couldn't accept it. So are you saying that, you know, the the walls came down in her personal life and she's now able to accept the peach? So, I mean, as far as I know as well, it was always up for grabs if she wanted it. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's just like as far as, you know, the blogs and everything said. So I don't know if there was a shift. She's been a full, she's been a cast member this whole time. She just wasn't holding a peach. She has been the straw that stirs the drink for the last 10 years without ever once having a tagline. So I don't know what the circumstances are that made it possible now. But as far as I know, yes, she was always able to become a housewife, but she had never accepted the offer. Because of like, you know, sometimes people have like legal stuff and there's other people in their life who won't like allow it. But maybe, maybe this time and especially because of the losses of, you know, Cynthia Mm -hmm. leaving and Portia, like maybe Bravo made her an offer that she could not refuse. Yeah, because, you know, Atlanta is one of those franchises that's dangerously, dangerously close. They're not there yet, but they're very close to having the same fate as OC and New York they're almost there because the OG franchises like don't know how to exist anymore yeah how do you feel about Sheree what are your thoughts on, on obsessed her? beyond belief Sheree is one of those housewives who is so iconic first of all she's been fired twice and asked back twice like that is just we love a queen who can come back and she's just like kind of delusional which I love in a housewife because it makes for just funny moments joggers joggers spring summer yeah to a degree on the delusion. It just I'm upset. I'm personally obsessed. Oh, well, I'm so happy for you. I you. am. I'm open. I'm open. I'm not convinced, but I'm open. And I love her house. Chateau Chiray. Chateau Chiray. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Are you ready for our next story? Which is and, some really. Sorry. Oh. The, the thing about Chiray, I just remembered, is she was really like the catalyst in that stupid fucking storyline about everyone comparing their houses like Chateau Chiray, Moore Manor, the lighting fixtures, the molding on the, the basement. Like that was so funny and stupid. And like that was really all Chiray. Like she was competing yeah. with everyone in their houses. So you know what? I'm actually really excited. Yeah, I agree. 
Our next story is some fun film news. I just love like a film fun fact. Reese Witherspoon, Reese Witherspoon is sharing and reacting to Stanford breaking their no filming room rule after they rejected Legally Blonde. So back in the day, Reese was supposed to film Legally Blonde at Stanford and Elle was supposed to go to Stanford. But Stanford would not let them film the movie there. So they took their talents to Harvard. Hmm. And now, 20 years later, Stanford has broke their their rule that says that you can't film there. Oh. And Reese is sharing, you know, the fun fact that they wouldn't let them film Legally Blonde there. So she went to Harvard instead. Which, by the way, like, I mean, both really prestigious. But, like, Harvard is iconic. Because it's, it's not the same. Like, you go to Stanford. What? Like, it's hard? That's not the same as Harvard. Well, the thing is about Stanford is like, now that you're telling me this, I can really see that being the storyline. She's a Malibu girl. She loves California. So like, obviously Stanford seems like the easiest place for her to go, but it being this cross country, like different, such a different vibe, you know, waspy versus like West coast money. It actually made it a much more interesting storyline and it made Elle stand out that much more. So it really definitely was a blessing in disguise. Like her pulling up, if she pulled up in a pink, you know, uh, Ferrari or whatever it was convertible to Stanford, like maybe not that many people would, would have turned around, but in, you know, Boston, all these like Connecticut wasps are so buttoned up. Like it was, it was really more apparent how different she was. Yeah, it was much more of a culture shock. And, you know, I think, like, Stanford might even be, like, the number one law school in the country. But it's just, like, Harvard, Harvard. is Harvard. Harvard. And so I think Elle really, I think Elle really benefited from this. Stanford is, like, so shady. Why? Oh, because of the, like, the rowing thing? Yeah, well, that college admissions uh, Netflix dramatized. I don't even know what to call it. It was, like, a play. Um <laughs> They really made me hate Stanford, like, a lot. Yeah. And now knowing that they turned down L, like, sick, twisted. Twisted. But, but you know what? Now I guess I never really thought about it. Did they really film on premises of Harvard? And I guess they did. I think that they did. It was so Harvardy. That movie just gave us, like, every... Like, they didn't... They didn't cut one corner. Not one single corner. But if they wanted Stanford, they also could have just, like, built us at... Yeah. No, but like the it, but it felt so real. Like I don't think they could have achieved that with a set. No, you know. Anyways, Elle's better off for it. Hundred percent Harvard alum. And would she have met Emmett if she didn't go to Harvard? No, no, she would have Life met works. West Coast Emmett, Luke, the brother. Life works in mysterious ways. Totally. Um, speaking of life working in mysterious ways, I'd love to talk to you about today's sponsor, the Olive and June Manny set. The Manny system is the answer to Salon Perfect Nails at home. The Olive and June nail polish lasts over seven days and it does not chip. With their Manny system, each at-home manicure is going to come out to just $2 per manicure. And of course, we have a sickening code for you guys at oliveandjune.com. So if you're really struggling with doing your nails at home and you are looking for one system that'll give you everything you need the olive and june manny system is perfect for you one they give you the polish the file the cuticle oil they have this amazing silicone topper that you put on top of their nail polish bottles that really helps steady your hand they've thought of everything when it comes to doing the perfect at-home manicure um it's a fabulous offer that we have and 
I've been using it since like the middle of the pandemic. Also, the little supplies that come with it are the best part. Like I'm always rubbing that cuticle oil all over my hands. Um, and yeah, so also economical. My week is about my week is about to be sponsored by Olive and June because I'm about to be back on my at home manicure grind because um, these nails really need a a treatment. So thanks, Olive and June. They're the secret behind Salon Perfect Nails at home. It's all in one, no guessing, no messy nails, and of course, no salon price tag because like we said, it breaks down to just $2 a manicure. Your new nail life is here and we have a 20% off offer for your first Manny system when you use the promo code TOAST at oliveandjune.com. We're done with expensive bad manicures. This is the new us now. Use promo code TOAST at oliveandjune.com to get 20% off your first Manny system. Trust us, you will not regret that decision whatsoever. Awesome. Okay, our next story is some fun book-to-film news. Fun for the campers, too. Because Billy Porter will direct and star in a film adaptation of the YA novel Camp for HBO Max. (gasps) Wait. I don't think there's any relation to the movie Camp from back in the day. Oh, fuck. Okay, because Billy Porter would be amazing in that. Right. I thought it was going to... Originally, I thought it might be like a remake of that, but it's based on a, a, a book that is not that movie billy porter is preparing to spend a summer at camp the actor is set to direct and star in the upcoming film adaptation of lev ac rosen's popular ya novel for hbo max and warner brothers according to deadline so this is really exciting billy will be playing the um camp theater director which is just going to be spectacular i mean i don't know what this book is about but i'm assuming it's about a camp would you like a little synopsis yeah sure I don't think I've even heard of this book. The story, well, it's YA, so. I'm such a young adult, Jackie. Don't insult me. Unless Snitch recommended it. Right. The story follows Randy, a 16-year-old boy who spends his summers at Camp Outland, a camp for queer queer teens. While there, he meets and falls in love with Hudson, who is only into straight acting guys, the opposite of who Randy is. Randy sets out to reinvent himself into someone Hudson could fall for, only to ask himself how far he is willing to change for someone else. Wow. Sounds very YA. Sounds very YA, and it's all set at camp. Like, this honestly sounds like a great movie. It's going to be at HBO Max, and I love when books turn into movies. I really do. Me too. Justin Baldoni and Colleen Hoover are, are, like, teasing so much on TikTok about It Ends With Us movie, and they're giving us, like, nothing. They're just teasing. I don't even know if they've started. Like, they're really building up hype so far in advance. I hope they don't let me down. Damn. It takes so long to get a book to a movie like you can't even think get excited about it like i really try not to think about luckiest girl alive even though i know well you know what at least they started filming like justin baldoni i think they just finished a script like that's how early the stages are yikes yikes bikes yeah yeah that's rough well are you ready for a fifth and final story are we gonna sing about it long distance singing Mm -mm. unless you want a solo I think you deserve the solo for putting no, up I don't, with me. I, <laughs> no, I'm I'm okay today. I'll let you know when I need to to let out my fifth and final story aggression. Okay, fine. I'm fine too. You're it's ready. the final story. No, I'm done. Okay, I'm fine. It's the final okay. story, you guys. Yeah, now you know. Travis Barker gets fiance Kourtney Kardashian's lips tattooed on his arm. So Travis Barker's artwork, ta- body art, is making a lot of news. Not only did he get Kourtney's lips tattooed on his arm, he also covered up his tattoo of Shauna's name and he put a scorpion on top of it. I think that's a scorpion at least. 
Yeah. So here's the thing. I obviously like when people who are really into tattoos, they get their, you know, partner's names, things change. It's I only feel weird about this because I don't like that he covered Shanna's name, Shanna. I don't like that he covered her name with Courtney. It makes it seem like Courtney's might be covered up next. Like, I think he should have covered Shanna Mochler's name, but then also like given Courtney her own premium spot, like on his neck or something. Interesting. Well, he covered her name with the scorpion and then the lips are next to it. So it's not like lips over Shanna, but they are on the same. They're all on the same upper arm of the arm. Yeah, it's like where my fat flaps. But for him, I yeah, guess like it's the muscle. Yeah, bat wings yeah. it's called for some of us. <laughs> but see, like, I just think, I just think it's weird. Like, I wish that he had put Courtney elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that he's going to be putting Courtney a lot of places in the next, in the next few years. I think this is just her first stop on the tattoo train. They're being kind of like low-key post-engagement. Do you agree? Yeah, sort of. I guess low-key for them, but I think they're just living life. I'm just living life. Yeah. No. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Hmm? I have to go. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I guess they're probably just enjoying, you know, post-engagement bliss. Yeah, they're probably on on a trip or something. Yeah, they're always on a trip. I know. And they're also like always home with the kids. Yeah. And they're always at Disney. You know what? They should have their own show called Blended. (laughs) They really, they really should. They should. No, like I'm actually not even kidding. No, me neither. By the way, speaking of things that we love, did you see these new Annie Live promo pics? Ooh. Okay, you guys, Harry Connick Jr. posted a picture of him, Annie, and Sandy. And he also posted a solo shot of him as Daddy Warbucks, bald and all. And he looks like Jeff Bezos. Oh, my like, God. No, he doesn't. He looks like <laughs> So they made him bald, which he's obviously not bald. So he's wearing a bald cap. And I actually think he has really, really thick hair under the bald cap that's not being hidden perfectly well. So he actually looks like a square head. Like, he looks like a robot with, like, a computer for a head. <laughs> I just feel like in this situation, this is also reminding, this is reminding me of Jewface and also um, impeachment fat suit gate. Yeah. Um, that they really could have benefited from having an actual <laughs> bald person. To- or Harry Cotter Jr. should have shaved his head. Yeah. But you said he has a nice head of hair. You know, so he pro- he might That's not want to give it up for just for just for one night as Daddy Warbucks. Really? Well, if he was that committed to the role, Jackie, maybe he would. No, so I'm saying, like, do you think a real bald man should have gotten the role? By the way, now you're really making me contradict myself because I remember when we spoke about impeachment, I was like, who fucking cares? Like, let her wear a fat suit. But then, yeah. I'm, then I'm also over here being like, you know, Jews should play Jews. And hmm. should bald people play bald people? Wait, uh, you know what? I'm really contradicting myself. But I guess, like, Judaism is an identity and, like, a religion and, like, weight is fluctuating i don't know i don't know why i feel i still i stand by what i said about impeachment and i stand by what i said about uh brosnahan so that's that's where your line is i guess that's where you draw the line and i I mean i think that makes sense it's also a case-by-case basis you know yeah i guess but then it's just like then you're all over the place have we met i'm claudia and i'm all (laughs) over the place yeah so anyways i mean annie live Annie looks great. Sandy looks great. Sandy looks 
gorgeous and actually I mean, so obvi- authentic to the OG Sandy. Has anybody heard from Theo since those pictures dropped? Like, I heard he's fucking devastated. He didn't get the role. Wait, he was right here. He's literally sleeping, crying under the dining room table. Oh, my God. Theo, like, it's not the, this isn't the one, you, the role you wanted. This Theo, isn't it's be not you. It's them. Theo, it's not your time. No, it's not your time. But Annie did look unbelievably cute. Unbelievably cute. I'm still excited because even if Same. it goes off the rails, even if it goes off the rails, like it's going to be something to watch, like something worth participating in. Can you remind me when it's coming out? It's coming out December and I think it's December 7th. I just, um, let me, you know what, let me get a date. I'll send you a calendar invite. We'll make a chili. I would know. I would really love for it to be like a few weeks later while everyone's on holiday break. Like we could watch it together as a family. December 2nd. No, oh. I have a show that night. You're lying. I swear it's the opening night of my Wait. tour. Sold out in Minneapolis. Are you, you have a show? Are you in any live? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Claudia, I just, I just found a bit more of casting news that slipped through the cracks. What? So Lily St. Regis, who is um, Rooster's girlfriend, mm-hmm. is being played by Jane Krakowski. Cold star. It is officially an an Oscar worthy perf- performance. Yeah, I mean it's not a big enough role for her, but no. there's you know what? There will never be a role big enough for jo- Jane Lynch. Oh wait, do you Jane- say Jane Lynch or Jane Krakowski? Jane Krakowski, Jenna Maroney. Okay, she's good too, but I thought you were talking about Jane Lynch, and I Jacqueline White. No, I understand. She's excellent. I adore her, but I just got excited over the possible Jane Lynch of it all. No, if Jane Lynch were in it, she would have to be Miss Hannigan. Oh, that's a good casting, first of all. And actually, you know, Jane Lynch is on Broadway in Funny Girl. So obviously everyone who watched Glee is like, LOL, Rachel Berry never made it to Funny Girl, but Sue Sylvester (laughs) did. Coach Sue made it to Broadway. It's actually pretty funny. That's hysterical. Yeah. That's really funny. Okay, well, that's your Annie live update for the day, everyone. Um, you know, we'll get the official countdown going. I think it's about 40 days till Annie live. Ooh. So it's really, really exciting. Um, we also have a TV recap segment because Vanderpump Rules uh, tortured us last night. And the <laughs> Vanderpump Rules recap is brought to you by ZocDoc. Has this ever happened to you? You need to see a doctor. You search, find one that looks good. You wait on hold to book an appointment rearrange your schedule and when you finally go in to find out this doctor doesn't even take your insurance torture but there is a solution download the free ZocDoc app the easiest way to find a great doctor and instantly book an appointment with ZocDoc you can search for local doctors who take your insurance read verified patient reviews and book an appointment in person or video chat never wait on hold with a receptionist again whether you need a primary care physician a dentist dermatologist psychiatrist eye doctor any other specialist ZocDoc has you covered if you go to ZocDoc.com toast and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free. Every month, every month, millions of people are using ZocDoc. We are two of them. I started using ZocDoc during the pandemic because it was impossible to get any sort of health care. And it's just easy. Like we do, I'm literally working from my house right now. I should be able to see my doctor. Um, ZocDoc is making healthcare easy. Now is the time to prioritize your health. Go to ZocDoc, that's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash toast and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free and book a top rated doctor. Many are available as soon as today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash toast. Thank you, Claudia. 
Let's talk about Vanderpump Rules. I'm not going to lie. I really, like, there was a bombshell that was thrown down last night, and I didn't think they were going to show us. If they were, I thought they were going to wait till next week. But Mm -hmm. Lala really is out here moving the needle on this show, because if it weren't for Lala, I don't know what the fuck we would be talking about. Like, I can't with Sandoval anymore. He's looking creepier and creepier with his mustache and then, like, his sweaty, up-close workout scenes like it was just so unnecessary so extra like i have to have a boys night and wear a cowboy hat like there's nothing interesting funny or cool about it sorry but i completely agree back to and the lala. whole cast has like turned on lala for blowing this thing wide open but i just want to say if the show aired and we met brock and we heard he didn't meet his hasn't seen his kids in four years like someone would have found the reasoning on like this was going to get out. You were on a reality show. If you have a criminal past, if you have documents in the court that you have a restraining order against your ex-wife, like she has friends, etc. Like this was going to come out. Obviously. So for it to not come out on the show would have been asinine. And also like until we had a reason to understand why you haven't seen your kids in four years, like we weren't letting this go. No, it was like this huge bombshell that was dropped. I have four kids and haven't seen them in four years. And there was no, he was kept trying to make it seem like the reason he hasn't seen them is because he moved to America. But there are these amazing things called planes. So it's like, why wouldn't you speak to them on FaceTime? FaceTime. Right. So he dropped the bomb and he left us all curious. There was a piece missing. And you know what? Lala went out and found that piece. And I'm grateful because I was confused too. And now that I know this information, I feel so bad for Sheena. And like, you know, I feel like she's like, stuck in this relationship and she's trying so hard to convince herself and everyone around her that it's going to be okay and i don't know what the circumstances are of brock's domestic violence and restraining order with his ex-wife but that's never good so i'm just now and i actually really do believe lala when she says she's coming from a place of caring for sheena because sheena i think looks at the world through rose-colored glasses because she is like this really just sweet girl who sees the best in everyone and that's just not might not be the case yeah I think Lala's coming from a good place I think for Sheena I think right now in her relationship with Brock though like I think Sheena is happy like I think that Mm -hmm. he is a good dad to Summer but it's like this looming thing of like this is what this man is capable of but Sheena says like she knew from the from the moment that she met him and, and still like she wanted to have children with him and she this is her partner so but I think what Lala was saying and first of all I thought she was so genuine and clearly she's in like a very similar place to Sheena so she clearly yeah. relates to her and like can just see everything through a similar lens but when she was saying like Sheena you can't be stupid because like in the past Sheena has been extremely stupid when it comes to men and it's always it's actually been always less serious than in this case of course in particular but like with Rob and like just you know letting people walk all over her Mm -hmm. and just becoming like anyone that they're looking for until like it's it's unsustainable but now like she can't do that shit anymore she can't just like let a bad person come into her life and walk all over because of her daughter and I think that's what Lala was trying to say like even though and I think really it's not so much stupidity it's like it's just naivete and like yes wanting to see the best in people I think that's what Sheena's thing really is especially wanting to see in the best in in her boyfriends um, yeah but that scene you know, she doesn't give that same awkward. grace to her she doesn't give that same grace to her friends because she just no. automatically assumes Lala is coming from a nefarious place when I don't think Lala could have brought it up in a more respectful way and also she was not she almost didn't bring it she didn't say it in front of the group Sheena told her to say it well so the thing is is that Brock pulled Lala and Randall aside after they were off camera to tell her basically being like this is a situation like can you just like 
leave it there. And I think that Brock was upset with himself for trusting Lala to not bring it up on camera. He obviously doesn't want this brought up on camera. And Lala did just that. Yeah, I mean, I I guess she shouldn't like technically she shouldn't have repeated. No, Lala's doing her job. But yeah, Lala's doing her job. And also, I thought it was really strange when he had his tantrum in the driveway and then said, like, life is a different game when you're not sucking dick for Range Rovers. Ooh, that was fucking low. I thought, I mean, yeah, it's a mean thing to say, but I thought it was so weird because it was like a direct quote from this show. And it's like, have you watched every single episode and studied all the lines? That's actually a really good point because the whole Range Rover was a whole storyline like three years ago. Yeah, and also it was, no, it was literally like four years ago that this happened. So you don't know, like, if there wasn't a show about this, you wouldn't know that that's like what they say about Lala. That's so fucking true. I just thought it was such like a tell that he's like all studied up on the cast. Jackie, you are truly a clairvoyant future teller. That's so fucking true. (laughs) So that just struck me wrong. And like, I just, I hate that there's no one, like, it seems like it's Lala versus the rest of the cast. I don't think Lala gives a fuck though. No, but it's frustrating to watch because all these people, like, when they're strength in numbers. So when everybody is, like, saying the same thing about someone, they just assume that they're right. And then mm-hmm. it takes, like, watching the show. Even though people, I was, like, reading on Twitter and stuff, I think people really don't like Lala, like, some fans of the show. I feel that. I, I can't relate, but. No, that's, me neither. But, but it's also, like, those are the same people who think Tom Sandoval is, like, the best, coolest so guy. Extra. <laughs> yeah, so, like, I, those just are my people. Um, I actually really, uh, had a lot of respect and I was very moved by Katie Maloney sharing the story of her having an abortion and feeling like that might've been a factor as to why they're having trouble conceiving. And I was incredibly relieved when she, she showed her whole vagotomy on the show, which was very cool. And her uterus is in pristine condition. And I was very relieved. And I thought that that before it went sour, I thought the lunch with, with Lisa, when she was really like genuinely wanting to meet the babies, I thought that was a sweet moment. And you know, I see the worst in Lisa Vanderpump. Yeah, I thought it was sweet. I thought the whole spread was really cute. Like, these are all grown women now, and they're acting like it. You know, it's not just like we're going over for cocktails. Like, we can have lunch like like the adults that we are. And I also felt that in that fertility scene with Katie and Schwartz, when the doctor was asking him all those questions about his lifestyle, yeah. I felt like there was a lot of good um, information that came out of it just for the viewers. Mushrooms? You know, like the stuff mushrooms the stuff no not even like tea but just the the stuff about taking really hot baths or being like or oh, you meant it was educational it was educational for anyone else who might be trying to get pregnant i i thought yeah i can definitely see how marijuana would like lower your sperm count and like hot tubs hot baths yeah and it's really funny that just four hours before like he totally. took a scalding hot bath Totally. I actually really enjoyed that storyline. I usually find stuff like that, like doctor's stuff, to be like kind of boring. But I really do love Katie and Tom. And the last thing I wanted to say about Vanderpump Rules really quickly. Well, while we're just talking about Katie and Tom, I just want to talk about when Tom Sandoval had another breakdown during D, uh, DF. Oh, that's what I wanted to ask you. What do you think about the concept of DF, DFH? I thought it was a really good idea. Me too. The fact that it's not already on the market is a bit of an issue because this like, was filmed. Two years. Yeah. And and no, there's two years worth of drinking from home that was missed. No, not and only that, she's promoting it on the TV show now and it's not even available in real time. Oh, I, I, I didn't even go to see if it was available, but it's like, you know, people are, bars are open. Like yeah. people do, there's less drinking from home that's happening. It's a, it, 
I just I hope that the timing is still right but I do think it's a really really good idea and they're the exact right people to do it totally um but when Tom Sandoval had a breakdown about you know he doesn't like the energy of Tom Schwartz when he's around Katie I was like his wife yeah it was like, so this stupid like she's a new girl he's dating and it's like I don't like who you are right. around her it's like this <laughs> is his fucking wife you don't like it you, you leave. leave you're the f- you're the temporary person in this situation you're the one who doesn't have binding legal documents between you two get the fuck out of here oh also Tom Schwartz's home equity loan being denied and Tom Sandoval saying he'll pay like this restaurant the more I hear about it I want to scream through the TV, put my hands through, and shake them. Like, this is not a good idea. The show is on its last leg. You already have one successful restaurant that you had to put up very little money for. Lisa's going to run the whole thing. It'll it'll be a guaranteed success for a few years. This restaurant is the dumbest fucking idea. I'm screaming, begging, hoping, stop. I know. I do hope that by the end of the season, it's like they've decided not to do it. And maybe it was just all for a storyline because... I don't think so. I know. I'm just hoping because it's extremely financially unwise and again like Tom Sandoval saying on the one hand he's saying he'll cover Schwartz's piece until he can pay him back just being you know like the generous extra no but he wants to be 67 percent shareholder right but he only said that in his confessional yeah in front of Tom he said I got you and And, then in his confessional he said he's the controlling party no he's the sneakiest person on the show yeah he he's all wrong I do think that like the you know, everybody else leaving the cast, especially Jax being gone because Jax was always like the foil to Tom Sandoval and Mm -hmm. they were always fighting and Jax was always the villain. So you just assumed Tom was like the victim. Has really shown, him being on has really shown a spotlight on how... Unreasonable. Unreasonable, annoying, all, like, I just, I can't with Tom Sandoval. Same. Yeah. Um, so that was our TV recap, and that was our show. We love you guys. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, we are going to be podcasting from home for the next few days. So thank you for keeping up with us, and thanks for listening to The Toast, the Millennium Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So it's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So if you listen to podcasts, find us the Morning Toast, leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. And if you made it to the end of the episode, congratulations. You were part of the Society Season 2. And to let us know that you made it all the way, why don't you go drop a spooky pumpkin on our most recent Instagram post to let the spooky ghouls of Halloween haunt your soul. I don't fucking know. Ooh, the pumpkin. That's really spooky. That's some spooky, spooky stuff. Love you guys. Bye. Have a good one. Bye.